Hi, I'm Sonia, and this is the Simple Organization Solutions Podcast, aka the SOS Podcast. My goal is to help you see and feel all the benefits that organization has to offer, as well as show you the different ways where it can be applied in life on a daily basis so that you can focus on what is actually important to you in life. I'll be discussing different topics, some being organization related and others not so much, but they will all point to the same direction, to mainly declutter and organize your life to fully enjoy it. I hope you follow along on this journey and discover what organization has to offer. Here's part two of my interview with Christy from Sparks Organizing. Now on to kids' toys and board games. There's a definite correlation between a child's age and the size and amount of toys made available for that child. When kids are younger, for whatever reason, the, the toys are bigger. And as the, they get older, the toys get smaller. As a professional organizer yourself that has been in the field and has experience, What's the common feeling or frustration that parents feel toward their children's toys? There's too much of them. We have an abundance of toys right now in in people's homes. I think a little bit higher too because of the pandemic. So many parents were ordering kids' toys, arts and crafts, bubble makers off of Amazon trying to entertain our children. So I feel like right now in particular, the, the amount of toys is overwhelming. So true. And as a parent... According to you, what are the benefits of hiring a professional organizer and getting help sorting and organizing these kids' items? It really comes down to the fact that I'm not attached to anything. So when I come into a home, I don't have that emotional connection with anything. I may, you know, I take the time to get to know your family, but I don't have a personal relationship with your children. And therefore, I don't have a personal relationship with any item within your home, whether we're talking about an office or your master closet or kids' toys. So having that outside is kind of like having a sounding board. We can come in and say, okay, this needs to stay, this needs to go. I think maybe this needs to be donated. This can be trashed. We also have that background knowledge as to what donation facilities will actually take in terms of kids' toys. Like, obviously, we know they're not going to take the McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Unfortunately, those have to go in the trash. So so we know where they can go and where they would most benefit from. But we can also help them sort everything into categories for them. Okay, so maybe their daughter's really into horses. Okay, so let's make a horse bin. If they've got a lot of cooking things, little plates, play food. Okay, let's make a cooking bin, you know, they've got all of that in one place. So we have the expertise and the knowledge to be able to implement functional systems to make it very practical for our clients. I think the number one thing that I get, and it doesn't matter what, what space in a home I'm organizing, I have clients say to me all the time, go, Oh, I didn't think of that. And I'm like, yeah, because you're, you're not only hiring a professional organizer, but you're hiring my expertise. You're hiring my knowledge. So, and I'm passing that on to you so that we can make this space as as best organized for you. And that's a huge benefit when it comes to the kids' toys. Exactly. We we see things. We kind of group them in our heads when we see everything. You're totally right. Yes. And what's your go-to solution when you encounter a home that does not have a space for a playroom? Again, I take into consideration their lifestyle. So... 
if they don't have a playroom on their main floor, which most majority of people don't, some people have maybe an office on their, on their main floor and they've converted that into a playroom and then they can just close the doors and they never have to see the mess. So they just ignore it. (laughs) That happens often. (laughs) But I think I honestly, I think my go-to is, is pick, pick one area in your home, whether it's your upstairs bonus room or maybe it's your basement or something like that. And that could be the, where the majority of the toys live by why live is what I always say is every single item in your home needs a home. So we want to know where our spoons go. Well, we want to know where the Barbies go as well. We want to know where the cars and trucks go. So I say pick one designated area, and that's where the majority of the toys live. That's where they go. Children live on all various floors of your home. And when we're trying to cook a meal, sometimes we're like, okay, little Susie, I need you to do something on your own. Please don't bother mommy. I'm trying to, I don't want to burn dinner. Right. So it's natural to have toys on your main floor and, and on various different floors. What, again, what I suggest is if you have them on other floors, we just condense them. So it's a lot smaller. We don't have an overwhelm. You know, it's not like where you're walking into someone's kitchen or main living room and you're like, wow, that's a lot of toys as a visitor. <laughs> right. We want to, you know, sometimes, you know, add a little bit of a design aspect and maybe integrate them with your decor if we can. But, you know, I, I like to try to tuck and play, you know, so we really don't see them. They're not visually overwhelming. So we don't necessarily want the big Playmobil houses in that area or the big doll houses or the Barbie houses or, you know, the ride on trains. Maybe we could put that in where the majority of the toys live. So try to create less is more when it comes to toys when you're in a little bit more of a busier area. And then I like to suggest putting the the toys, you know, in the bonus room or in the basement. And then if it's a mess and you've got company over, you know, you don't have, you're not scrambling about cleaning up all these toys all the time and strollers and. Yeah, you don't have to shove it all in a closet and have it fall on you when you yeah, open that exactly. closet. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your point of view on toys in a child's bedroom? Because some homes may not have the space for like a playroom. So sometimes they use their children's bedroom for toy storage. What's your point of view on that? Is that a yes or a no? I actually love the idea. I love it because I feel like, especially today's kids, we're so connected now. And I feel like independent and self-play isn't as prevalent. It's not something that's as wildly encouraged, I guess. So I like the idea of the kids having a little bit of toys in their room, even just a small bookshelf or something like that. And you can implement a a tiny calyx, like a four cubby in a closet, and you can still build clothes around that. I mean, children typically have little clothes, you know, they're not hanging from the rod all the way to the floor, right? Until you get to a certain age. And then even then it might be the odd dress. So you can really, really utilize a closet to house some some toys. Maybe you have a tiny toy chest. Nothing major. We don't need to fully overly clutter it. But then it also encourages them to play in their room and have that independent play. Have that silent time, that quiet time, and learn to be on their own. And I think that's something that we're kind of stepping away with the connection with technology. And I mean, there's a lot of homes. I don't know. I mean because we're in different provinces, but here in Calgary, it's very common for homes to have a bonus room now. And it's kind of like a second living room, right? And so the bonus room is typically on the upper floor 
which is near the near the bedrooms. So I'm finding a lot more homes where the toys are in the bonus room. So the kids are playing in the bonus room, which again, I don't think is a bad thing, but they're always surrounded by people. So I think it's really beneficial to have toys in their bedroom. Again, keep it minimal. We don't need to overly clutter the room where, you know, they can't step and walk to their bed and, you know, there's no function in there. But I think it's a really great thing. And, and my children, both of them actually, do they do have toys in their room. Again, very minimal. And a lot of times I think, oh gosh, where are they? They're too quiet. You know the feeling. You've got kids. Where like, when it's something's going on, it's a little too quiet. Okay, we're being a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. And it's very satisfying to me when I find them and they're playing with their, their Hot Wheels or my daughter's playing with her Barbie house in their room and they're quiet and they're singing and they're just playing. And it just brings me great joy because that's what kids should be doing. That's what I did as a kid. Yeah, exactly. I like the idea of keeping the toys in the bedroom to quiet toys, limited toys, like you said. I like that idea too. Exactly. Are there organizing systems that you like to use based on ages for toy storage, for instance? Because we mentioned like smaller kids have larger toys, taller kids have smaller toys. Are there any systems that you prefer using? I really like um, just using, like I've said earlier, the Calyx shelf system from Ikea. What I love about it, too, is one, it's affordable. Two, they've got so many different shelf colors now. And three, the majority of homes that I go into tend to have that shelf already when they've got children's toys. We just need to maximize the space and make it work a little bit better. What I like as well is the various types of bins that you can put in those contain and can hold a lot. So if you don't have space to hold a bookshelf, you can actually put books in one of those bins and it'll hold quite a bit of books if you put them with the spine facing up. So then that way you can just grab and go, right? So we're not stacking them. If we file fold our books, like as if you were file folding your clothes, it's really great. What I like too is when you have bigger toys, like with the little tykes, a lot of the little tykes can fit in those shelves. The little tykes houses and stuff, you have like a really big fire truck, right? So you can wheel the fire truck in one of those cubbies. So it's still containing it and it's still keeping it in one place. And then I feel like those types of shelves can grow as your child gets older. You know, maybe you've got a boy and he's, or, you know, you can have a girl, but they're really into gaming systems, right? And they've got a bunch of controllers. Maybe there's like a headset that goes with their Xbox, what have you. I don't understand any of it, but (laughs) you know, you could throw all that in a bin and you could just stick it into the Calyx bookshelf, right? And then you've just got, and again, you can keep it into categories, just little drawers, right? So I, that's my number one go-to system that I like. And it doesn't matter what age you could put dress up clothes in there. You can, like I said, you could put movies. If people are still buying DVDs, you could put movies in there. So it can really grow with the home. And then, you know, if you, your children are a lot older and you don't use that for anymore, you could use it for any type of decor. Like you could repurpose it as a storage room shelf. You could put it in your garage. Like it really, it's kind of like the, the magic, the magic organizational shelf that could just grow with any home. Right. And they hold up well. Yeah, they do. And they can be flipped horizontally, vertically. They're very versatile. Yeah, they're fantastic. But yeah, my suggestion is just, again, keep everything into categories. And it doesn't matter whether your child's 17 or they're three, 
you can still categorize their toys and their items that they like to play with. Yeah. Agreed. What's your solution for families with more than one child that have an age gap? Same kind of thing. Honestly, categories and, and just kind of have zones. Like my, I've got two kids and my kids have quite a large age gap and they do not play with the same things. And I've just done the exact same thing and it works perfectly fine. He's got his bins, she's got her bins. Um, and then that way they're both content. They know what they've got. Sometimes she gets into his stuff and he gets a little upset, but um, <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you could keep it into categories, right? So I think it doesn't matter how many children you have, what their age gap, what their gender is, what their interests are, what they choose to play with or not. You really just need to evaluate all the toys, declutter. And, and declutter more often than once a year. You know, I suggest you do it two, three times a year. You need to reevaluate, especially before major holidays. Declutter all of your kids' toys before Christmas. Oh my gosh, yes. It makes such a difference. Huge difference. And, and that's like the major step that is often overlooked with kids' toys is, you know, they get older, they grow out of things. They don't play with things. So we need to reevaluate it and go, okay, we're not going to play with this anymore. She hasn't touched it. And I have a lot of clients say, well, okay, but you know, she hasn't really played with it for six months, but if I get rid of it, she'll notice that she miss, she'll miss it. And so then my question to my client is, she has, has she asked you for it in the past six months? And they're like, no. And I'm like, exactly. It goes in the donate pile. You have to be a little bit ruthless with kids' toys because otherwise it becomes overwhelming. Exactly. And it's a decision parents have to make sometimes for their children. There's a fine line between implicating them in some decisions and sometimes not. It's your job as a parent, right? Yeah. And it's going to be a hard decision sometimes, but it needs to be done. Yes. And a lot of times, I mean, you know, again, there's multiple personalities, like some children are just a little bit more attached and they like to keep, you know, like movie theater slips, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of where, okay, depending on the age, maybe they're 13, 14, and they just really like to hang on to movie theater slips. This has happened to me before. And he just would not let go of them. And I said, okay, that's fine. They're little pieces of paper and they were in a shoebox, So we just condense it. So we just make it into a different system. So it's a little bit smaller, right? So, you know, our job as a professional organizer, we're not going to come in. We're not going to make you get rid of everything and just leave you with a heart attack on our way out. Um, (laughs) So I like to reassure them. I'm like, it's okay. Like, I understand that some people have a hard time letting go. So with kids, we could just, you know, make it into a little bit system. Maybe we just put it in a Ziploc bag. We condense it and then we make a keepsake bin for those children that really like to collect rocks, right? And then, you know, maybe every three, four months, you know, when they're at school or something like that, mom and dad can go in and they could purge a bunch of rocks and the child doesn't really notice, right? So it's just little, yeah, it's little habits like that, exactly. It's well known that most children thrive on routines and structure. How have your clients' children reacted to their common play spaces being organized? You know what? I actually love revealing playrooms to children because they're just so authentic. Um, Oh, they're so honest. They're so honest. And I, I truly appreciate it. So I, you know, again, it depends on age, but, but a lot of the younger kids just come in and they're just, they're just amazed. They're, they're excited and they just want to get in there and start playing. And a lot of times the parents are like, don't touch that. She just organized it. Don't touch that. And I just laugh and I'm like, well, I'm like, that's okay. They could touch it, but now they know where it goes. 
And, and I usually say to the children, I'm like, okay, I'm like, do you love your new play space? And, you know, do you, do you like that you can find everything? And they're usually very excited. And I say, okay, I'm like, so now you know where everything, everything is. And so now it's up to you, you know, cause you need to start putting things away properly. You need to help mommy and daddy. And I, and I like to say, you know, we're raising capable children because they're going to be adults one day. So we want to give them the tools to be able to put their things away properly. So most of the times they get super excited. Every now and I get, I get the odd like preteen and they'll, they'll have an opinion about, you know, where something is and they'll go, I don't like that there. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I've had it. So then I just say, okay, I'm like, um, look around at the space and then let me know where you think it would best fit. So then I give them the tools. Implicate them. And I, exactly. So then I say, okay, well, how about you walk the space? You walk the area and you let me know where you think they should go instead. And a lot of times they'll walk the area and they'll go, oh, you know what, actually... Yeah, it's not bad there. I, I guess we could leave it there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because sometimes preteens have a little bit of sass. So it's, um, but, and, you know, so it just kind of, and then they kind of, you know, we give them the tools to evaluate the space and to think for themselves. And a lot of times they'll come back and they'll go, oh, okay, no, actually it kind of worked. But for the most part, I really do. I get, I get a lot of kids that are very, very excited. They, they enjoy having their kids organized. And less is more. Because they're, then they're less overwhelmed. Exactly. We don't realize until it's done and how happy they are in their space. Yeah. Kids can play hours with mega blocks, you know, and that's just mega blocks. Exactly. And it just promotes creativity yeah. and imagination. The less they have, like you say, the more they create and they just build off of the little things. It just, it's, it's yeah. to their advantage. It's less overwhelmed. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. Well, those were all the questions I had. This has been fantastic, Christy. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting. I love watching you launch your podcast. It's, it's, it's exciting to watch it. Thank you for following along. I hope that our listeners have thought this is enlightened and that talking about kids' papers and toys and how it's beneficial to have a professional organizer come in and assess their space because having an outside perspective or a second pair of eyes can always be helpful. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's SOS podcast episode. Find me on my website at www.sosblog.org and on Instagram and share my podcast with others and help me spread the word about organization.